This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% responded that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They source the rarest 100% organic cotton for an incredible softness to start. Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else, and it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash. And they stand behind their promise of softness. With their 30-night guarantee, you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights, you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back. No questions asked. So head to BollandBranch.com for 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A potato flew around my room before you came this episode of the commercial break yeah you know what well, you know what they say once a cheesy potato <laughs> mouth always a cheesy potato mouth. shut your cheesy potato mouth <laughs> do you think she's russian bama <laughs> i don't think so okay just check the next episode of the commercial break starts now Welcome back to the commercial break, Cats and Kittens. I'm Brian Green. This is my dear friend, Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Kristen. Hey, best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Sorry about that. I couldn't find my volume button, so. <laughs> For all of those people out there who just need a little wake-up call. For all of the people who leave the wonderful Apple reviews that say, why is this guy screaming so much? <laughs> that's why. This is my natural tone. When you have 12 to 16 children running around and a dog that's out of control, you have to keep your <laughs> volume really high in this house to get attention. That's true. <laughs> I've noticed that my little baby girl is like only four months old. She is like screaming at the top of her lungs, but not because she's upset, because she's like wants attention. She wants to be heard. Yeah. So she she is getting it. She is using her lungs. She understands the game. She is ready. Anytime those kids start coming and playing, she's like, ah! <laughs> They're trying to kill me! I watched the most, well, not the most fascinating documentary I've ever seen. It was actually, it was actually kind of, I say middling, middling, but interesting. You, were you in a sorority? No. You were not in a sorority? Mm-mm. Did you rush for a sorority? No, I no. didn't. Oh, did you watch the Bama? I watched Bama uh, thing. Did you watch okay. it? No, I haven't watched okay. it. Okay. I watched uh, Bama Rush on mm. HBO Max, Max Plus, Discovery right, Plus, Minus Max, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> By the way, I wrote them a note yesterday. It said, do you have any suggestions for us? You know, like, do you have any comments about oh, the, right. the new app? And I said, the commercial break needs to be on your app. <laughs> They might as well fold us on in. They've got everything else. They've got everything else. You can find 90 Day, 90 Day Fiance, Naked and Afraid, and some of the most 
highly touted movies that have ever been made, all on the same crappy app <laughs> called Max now. And I thought HBO Max was the best application out there. But now that they're taking off content that they that they own themselves, it's like the most ridiculous I don't move. Know why? So that they can resell it to other oh, other platforms. Gosh. Like they took off uh, not Game of Thrones, but they took off what show did they take off that everyone was really into? Um I can't remember the name of the show that they took off, but they took off one of those series mm-hmm. that they had. They took it off so that they could resell it to another application out there. And that's kind of like, I don't know. Like Amazon or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like Amazon or, or, or one of Tubi or Pluto okay. or one of those, okay. right? So essentially what this what has happened is we have tried to cut the cord I know. and now we're plugging the cord <laughs> back in. I said the same thing to Jeff the other day. I was like, well, this kind of replaced cable yeah we were getting away from (laughs) we were that's right it replaced cable now we all want cable again because it was so much better (laughs) i think the the good old days of you know netflix spending a kabillion dollars on every series here's the other thing that i was reading that's that's very interesting is the days of the golden goose with the streamers is gone it's gone it's done Mm -hmm. forget about a prestige prestige television is over for right now at least and the second thing that's happening that's really like I, to me, doesn't feel great. And one of the reasons why I dislike British comedies, I love British comedies, but they almost never have more than three seasons. Mm-hmm. And Netflix, Amazon, HBO Plus, Max, Discovery Minus, all of these, they are doing the, same, doing thing. the same thing. They yeah. only order two seasons. And if it's not like the best thing that ever happened on the app, you're not getting another mm-hmm. season, which to me, is it doesn't give... Imagine if Breaking Bad had ended after season one because they had no ratings at all. Yeah. It would have been terrible. A travesty. A travesty. A travesty. (laughs) White people problems. Hashtag white people problems. (laughs) Breaking Bad didn't make it to season two. (laughs) Well, it is one of the best shows. Fuller House didn't get a seventh pickup. So... I'm on that HBO Plus Max minus Discovery Plus, and um, I find Bama Bama Rush. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Mainly because I never stepped foot on a real college campus in my life. But so I don't want to sit here and take down the Greek, you know, uh, system, whatever they call it, the Pathanic. Yeah, we have a daughter that's in one. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So what this documentary does is it documents some girls who are already in the sororities at Bama and some girls who want to get into the sororities at Bama. And these girls, the things that they go through in order to prepare themselves to try and get into the top sorority in Bama, which apparently is the top Greek life in the world. I don't know. Wow. But TikTok has made these girls famous, these Bama sorority girls famous. And Rush is now such a huge thing on TikTok that basically Bama has gotten crushed with these ladies who want to rush for the sorority. The the most ridiculous things that they do, like <laughs> hiring a sorority rush consultant. Oh my God. Hiring wow. a consultant to help you prepare to get into a sorority. These girls, the things they put themselves through, the anguish and the anxiety and the stress and the never ending need to be better than they actually are or better than they think they are is insane it's insane these girls are like so i can't imagine anxious yeah, the about anxiety this. yeah of it all well, and for what i'm 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know because I was never in a fraternity, so I don't know what that mm-hmm. what those things afford you. Well, you I'm make sure some it good affor- friends, yeah, friends and good and networking for jobs later. Booze. That's it. And that's yeah. it. Right. It's like a it's like a really big. It's like a tailgate for for a networking event. You know what I'm saying? It's a tailgate for your professional <laughs> career because then everybody else around you starts getting positions and you know fancy law firms or whatever right. it is, and they drag you along with them because you're my fraternity brother, you're my sorority sister. So I understand that there are perks in life. You know, there's the kind of the haves and have-nots type of thing. But I just think, in my own personal opinion, while it's endlessly fascinating, I did go down the Bama Rush TikTok hole last night for about an hour. Did. <laughs> yes, I did. I have to admit, it's it's pretty entertaining and highly ridiculous in most cases. But I will say this. I do understand why you would want to be in a sorority or a fraternity, but the amount of stress and pressure that goes into that, that's why I... I never wanted to do any of that because I don't like having to achieve. (laughs) I feel like I'm, and I couldn't be more sincere when I say that. (laughs) I don't feel like I want the pressure to achieve anything. My life goes best when I feel try. when I don't try, like mm-hmm. doing enough is just is good. That's <laughs> good for me. Hashtag just do enough. Just yeah, do just do it yeah. enough. Just enough. The hashtag just enough. We're gonna start that on there. Just enough. <laughs> and you have to be everything but just enough to get into one of these sororities, and then they rank the damn sororities, and then so now like you know there's the top sorority in Alabama, and I understand you oftentimes are a reflection of your environment. But some of the interviews with these girls who are in this sorority, there's no way to make it look good. There's no yeah. way to make the ignorance and just kind of, I don't know how to say this, like entitlement. There's no way to make that look good, to make that look interesting. And I know that these girls probably are just wonderful human beings when you pull back the layers. But the way that they talk about being in a sorority and how they pick the girls and, you know, why Greek life is important and why they have rule books that are 35 pages long. One girl gets kicked out of the sorority because she wore the wrong sticker at the wrong time what? on her jacket or something. She got kicked out of the sorority. And now this poor girl is like ultra upset oh, no. and depressed for the rest of her life. She feels like she got dumped by the hottest guy in school yeah. because she kind of did. And it's and it, I wouldn't say it sent her into a tailspin. I would say that it affected her greatly in the emotional department and why why do you need when i'm 18 years old the only thing that i was worried about well there was a couple things that i was worried about <laughs> but i'll say the top things that i was worried about is where is d and how do i get to him quicker <laughs> right why am i seeing trails three days after i stopped taking the lsd and then which young lady is going to fancy me home tonight. Do you know what I'm saying? Those are like the things that I worried about when I was 18. And then maybe occasionally I worried about showing up to work on time. But even that wasn't all that important. The reality is... It's expensive too. And that's kind of a shame because then people that maybe can't afford to be yeah, that's what at they were that top too. level, yeah. they, you know, they, they can't... Same, like the average recruit spends $28,000 on, on recruiting activities. This one girl, she had a binder with all of her outfits in pictures and like answers to questions that could potentially come up during, you know, rush. And then what's her pref, her preference school, right? On pref day, who she's going to pick and what happens if this happens. She had her whole life mapped out. She had each outfit in a bag. 
in a separate bag that she was putting in boxes so she knew exactly how to get to them. And if one outfit, if it was like raining one day, she was going to have this outfit. Right. If it was sunny, she was going to have that outfit. It was the, – and these ridiculous sorority rush consultants. God, the consultants. The consultants. Of course there's a Of course there's consultants. Chrissy. The business has popped up. We could do this all day long. For mediocrity in life is mm-hmm. what we do. We are mediocre – Life, life, coaches. Con- life coaches. That's what we'll do. <laughs> you come to us with a problem, we're like, eh, do you really have to do that? Like, you know, I got to get an A on my test or I'm not going to graduate college. But do you really have to get an A on the test? Or you just think you have to get an A on the test? Because Chrissy and I advise you to skip the test, come with us to the bar, let's have a couple of boozes, and we'll forget about it. There's a whole world outside of whatever it is you're concerned about. And so... I don't want to knock it because I do understand this drive to... There are benefits. There are benefits. And there's something to be said for having friends, like kind of a built-in family. Sure. When you're away from your family. Well, I was going to say, if I maybe had gone to another school out of state, I might have looked into it. Yeah. But I went with a bunch of my friends. So you already kind of... Well, I had yeah, a built-in friend thing. system, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just got the impression that this is like a ton of undue unnecessary stress it's causing eating disorders mm, it's causing these that. girls to just get, get real catty with each other yeah. you know the picking process is completely subjective they have something called the machine did you have you heard about this no, at bama no these girls are so scared to talk about the machine on camera that they literally shut the director down. They were like, not talking about the machine, not saying a word about the machine. Can't do that. What That'll ruin our lives. Here's what the machine is. Oh, God. Yeah. And th- we're probably like, I don't know, we'll get a Molotov cocktail in the studio or something for talking about the machine. But the machine is this. For years and years at Alabama, the top sororities and fraternities would elect what they called student representatives or student senators, to a separate body. That body was then called, it was referred to as the machine. Mm. That Those people in that very elite group of human beings, like two or three or four from each sorority or fraternity, would then get together and they would make decisions about who they were going to vote for, for um, student council, for student president, for whatever, for a yes vote up or down about something that could happen in Greek life. They basically controlled the politics. Every decision was, they ran the fucking campus. Even seats at the football game were determined by the machine. (laughs) Who sat where, when, and how was determined by the machine. And this is not something that is pretend. A investigative reporter in Alabama discovered this way back when, and they had to suspend student council, student politics for three years at Alabama because of the machine. They had to like say, That's nope, incredible. no more. We're not going to do this because you guys are, are voting it. And those people who are in the machine tended to come from the most affluent mm-hmm. and powerful and rich families, you know, around. And so I was just like dumbfounded Blown by away. this. So imagine this, you're at Alabama you're in a fraternity or a sorority, and up comes the homecoming queen vote. The machine gets together. They decide who's going to be homecoming queen. The representatives come back, and they tell everybody how to vote. They say, everybody vote for Aaron. And then everybody goes and votes for Aaron. And only a few times in Alabama history have non-machine-sanctioned, non-Greek-sanctioned uh, candidates won these elections 
it's insane. There's been like six of them in the entire history of Alabama. I forget. I don't know if I'm saying that exactly correctly, that there's just six. But in the movie, they show just a couple of people who were elected outside of the machine's influence. There's a fucking machine at Alabama? There's a fucking machine? How? Ah, that seems stressful. How? How is anybody supposed to do anything? I mean, just like, how well, do you yeah, navigate the world I when know. all the chips are stacked against you? Yeah. Really? And the commercial break is a shining example of this. <laughs> the podcast industry also has a machine, and Chrissy and I are definitely not part of it. We're like one of the few non-podcast machine. I'm going to start calling it the podcast machine. <laughs> who fancies and favors those podcasts like Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Come on. Tell me that guy has more talent than us sitting here in the studio. <laughs> Tell me Dax Shepard has something that we don't. Tell me those guys at Smartless, when they get together, are funnier than Chrissy and I when we get together. I dare you, sir. I dare you. <laughs> Truth is, it's the podcast machine that makes all those decisions. Behind the scenes. That's right. Do you think Smartless just ran up to the top of the charts because they happen to be movie stars with millions of followers on TikTok, Instagram, and movies? No. They didn't. It was the podcast machine. And just because Chrissy and I only have 400 followers on Instagram means we have to be down here. <laughs> well, we might have more Instagram followers if it wasn't for the podcast machine, the machine constantly busting our balls. Keeping us down. We will never be part of the podcast machine. <laughs> never. Ever. We're going to rage against This episode the of the commercial break. <laughs> This episode of the commercial break <laughs> has been disrupted by the podcast machine. Please now tune to Smartless. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that there was an actual mechanism. I kind of thought that's what that documentary was about. So that's why I haven't yeah. watched it yet. Because you're scared of the machine, oh too. <laughs> Everybody's scared of the machine. <laughs> and, you know, what was really interesting to me is that Greek life actually started back in the 1800s. And the reason it started is because there were some prominent men in higher education that were writing these ridiculous papers. One man wrote, paraphrasing, a Harvard professor wrote that women, when they went to get higher education, their brains had more activity. So the blood flowed up to their brains, drying out their uteruses and making them uh, basically barren for carrying children. <laughs> I mean, just like the most insane shit. <sighs> and so the women got together in these sororities to show that they actually were the model of a so good student. it started student. out good. Yes, it started out good, but it didn't take long to turn into a <laughs> shitty social fucking well, ladder climbing yep. event. So again, I've never been in Greek life, so I don't know. And I've had plenty of friends who've been in fraternities and sororities, and I love them to death. They're all wonderful. But I think you, there's like this groupthink mentality that starts to happen that can, can get a little ugly. I'm not sure it does in every case, but it can get a little ugly. So here's what I want to do. I say that if you're in Bama, which I know that probably most of the girls who are rushing this year for Alabama sororities are listening to the commercial break. <laughs> that's our that's our target demographic is yes. <laughs> sorority sisters. <laughs> yes. I think Chrissy and I need to come to Bama for Rush and just make sure that everything's on the up and up. Like, I like that. Give us access, all access, all houses, all rooms, <laughs> to make sure that we can come in and out and and just make sure everything's, you know, 
buttoned up, Chrissy. We don't want anybody's feelings to get hurt. We don't want anyone to feel Do bad. Do we need to contact the machine about this? I am the machine. Oh. oh. I am the machine. Okay. And I made the decision that <laughs> I have a backstage pass to all sorority houses in Bama starting now. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story how I went to a Clemson game one time with a friend of ours? Uh, I don't want to say the name, but oh, oh yes. Yeah. So we go to this. <laughs> I do we go to this Clemson game. game, this Clemson game. <laughs> and I haven't been to very. I've, I've have been to very few collegiate football games, but this was one of them. And I think I was in my early to mid thirties, something like that. Early thirties. I was in my early thirties, and this guy has been like a booster for for Clemson forever. He's like the Clemson guy, and so he has paid his way and paid his way and paid his way <laughs> all the way up until he finally gets a parking spot in this, you know, coveted meadow that's right next to the stadium. Ooh. And the meadow is in between the stadium and sorority row. Uh-huh. So you're parking, tailgating, in. you have to pay money. Like, you have to be, a, I don't know, rich or something to be in this particular <laughs> spot. You know how it all goes. It's all politics. And consult a machine. And consult a machine. Mm-hmm. And so the Clemson machine puts us in this weird meadow that we're just sitting there drinking beer. And I'm with this guy and his family and his children. We go to the game, and we had a couple beers, and he actually snuck me into the stadium because he didn't have a ticket for me. And the whole ride up there, I'm riding with his family in the back, the kids screaming. <laughs> I'm hungover from the night before. I have no idea what's going on. And he keeps telling me, don't worry about it, man. We'll get you in there. No problem. I know all the security guards. This is so easy. And I was like, okay, dude, if you say so, I got you covered, Brian Green. Don't you even worry about it. Remember how he talked? Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude. So I said, okay, buddy, I, I don't worry about it. So no shit, we get up there, and he's like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in first, and then I want you to run over there, meet me over there. I'm going <laughs> to hand you my ticket stub, and you say you accidentally left, and you were trying to get back in, even though they don't let people back in after they left. So I was like, this is a ridiculous thing. This is never going to happen. Never going to work. It's like stubbing somebody down at a concert. Yes, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, handing off the ticket yes. until you get 30 people in a row that only fits five. Right. Yeah. Welcome to every widespread panic concert ever. Everybody ends up in the front row. This is how it works. You either end up in the front row or way in the back because you're you're too fucked up to know how to walk. So, so he, I go, I take the ticket stub, I get to the front, and I'm like, oh, I, I left, and now I'm coming back in. And the security guard's like, no winsies, no outsies. Sorry, brother. And I was like, fuck, I can't get in. So then he's, so then I go run he's back scrambling. to the gate, and he's like, oh, shit, didn't work. All right, listen, I'm coming back out. And I'm like, no, no, you don't come out. Then we both are stuck. Like, yeah. I'll just go back to the car. It's fine. Like, I don't really need to see the game. I'll listen to it on my phone or whatever. <laughs> so he comes back out, and then he's now he's got two ticket stubs with him, right? So he goes up to this other security guard. He hands the guy the, the, the ticket. The guy goes, nope, no insy outsies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, oh, man, I didn't know the no insy outsies. When did that rule take effect? Y'all mean y'all just had this rule right? And while he's talking to the security guard, <laughs> he grabs my shirt and walks me through the gate. He's like, yanks me through the gate, right? And I'm just like, da 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 Right. With your cane. And no shit, it worked. Yeah, with my cane. I'm like, ah! No shit, it worked. We go to the Clemson game, we get out of the Clemson game, and afterwards we start drinking again at this tailgate. It's a day game, you know, so we start drinking. At, at like 9 a.m.? Oh my God, dude. We, were, yeah. we got on the road at 9 a.m., we were there by 10.30 or 11. Mm-hmm. We were drunk, the game started at 3, <laughs> it's over at 6, the light's still out, and he's sitting here with his family and some of his friends, and they're all having a good time. Well, I am now drunk, and when Brian gets drunk, he wanders. That's what Brian does. <laughs> yes, you do. He wanders, and usually wanders to wherever the ladies are hanging out, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> 
So I end up going to, I end up walking across the street, and there's a huge party going on at one of these uh, houses. I, I don't sorority know. House. Sorority house, fraternity house, I'm not sure. It's like on that Greek row, right? Uh-huh. So I end up going into the party, and I realize pretty quickly that I'm like, even though there are older people there, I'm way, <laughs> way too old to be at this party. Right. So I leave. And at the end of the street, there is a bar, like a Mexican bar, right? A Mexican taco bar kind of place. And so I go in there. It's just like every other college bar anywhere. Yeah. There's no chairs whatsoever. <laughs> a few scattered tables. Many people like in various states of undress and taking drunkenness, shots. taking shots everywhere. And so I go in and immediately there's like a group of people that are just, I'm just in the group, right? We're all having fun. Everybody, you know how it goes. You walk in, you don't really know what happens, but all of a sudden you're laughing with them. They're laughing with you. You don't even know each other's name. Within 15 minutes, I am kissing somebody, kissing somebody. I'm at a college game and I'm kissing somebody. Now, to be clear, I don't do not believe this girl was actually in college. I think she was older than that, right? But I'm just she like was a visiting sister, she, something like that. Like, yeah, visiting sister. <laughs> so I'm kissing somebody and I'm like, oh my god, what's going on here? This this Clemson shit is crazy, right? It's it's awesome. So then, but then we laughing, joking, laughing, joking, and so then. The, the guy's texting me. He's like, hey, man, we're going to go, you know? And I'm like, hey, put your number in my phone and, you know, we'll stay in touch. And she's like, no, game day stays with game day. And I was like, what? What? No NZs and outsies. Yeah, she's like, no NZ outsies. <laughs> she, I, I was like, really? Like, you don't, we can't exchange phone numbers? She's like, no, sorry, hon. She goes, oh, and she goes, where do you live? And I'm like, Atlanta. And she said she lived in some far-flung location that she probably did not live at. She probably lived right <laughs> You know, next door to me in Atlanta. But I'll just never forget how crazy that whole scene was. Like oh, the yeah. whole Greek row was just insane. Mm-hmm. You know, I had friends. We would go party with all the friends that had that were in fraternities. Yeah. At Tennessee. Maybe so, I should have things joined. got crazy. Yeah. Maybe I should have joined a fraternity. <laughs> probably should have gone to college first. Right. But then after I got to college, I probably should have gone to fraternities. <laughs> <laughs> My friend uh uh David, he used to live in this townhouse in Athens, and the townhouse backed up to one of the fraternities, but not like one of the well-known fraternities, like one of the offshoot fraternities. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And the house, so his back porch looked overlooked the parking lot of this fraternity house. And so every time I went up there, you know, there was always some shenanigans going on at the fraternity oh, yeah, house. of course. And David and I, we liked to, we would get drunk, we would go to whatever activity out in Athens, festival, game, whatever, we would come back. And then late at night, there would always be some kind of activity going on at the fraternity <laughs> house. And, and David and I liked to go and just kind of have a good Join time. In. Yeah, we would walk in there and randomly pretend <laughs> like we knew what we were doing. What's up, bro? Yeah. And one night I walk in there and they have this huge room that I with a stage that I imagine is for for parties and stuff like that right and so there's a drum riser up there there's drums but I walk into this room and there's like bad disco lights and uh, yeah. there's a couple of guys just kind of like you know dancing to whatever <laughs> music's on the speaker one girl in the corner making out with some dude you know just a kind of a, a yeah, scene of it's a thing it's a feel there's right no furniture yeah no no right no no no, no. no furniture the, the furniture yeah. <laughs> the furniture is the puke and cigarette butts <laughs> That have been stepped on night after night, day after day. It is a disgusting house. Right. I don't know how anybody lived there. But I go into this room, 
And I realized that like of the 15 or 20 of us that are standing in the room, all these guys, it was that time when all the guys in every college everywhere in the South were wearing either t-shirts or polo shirts with the vests. You know what I'm talking about? The vests. Mm -hmm. And the song, Who Let the Dogs Out, was a thing (laughs) back then. So I don't know why it came to my head, but it did. And I went, and I was drunk, and I went and I grabbed the microphone, (laughs) and I turned it on, and I said, I have a question! And everybody's kind of like, you know, half drunk, like one eye open, like looked at me, yeah. Like, who's this fucking dude? (laughs) When did dad get here? And I go, who cut the sleeves out? <laughs> it took a minute, but a couple of the guys caught on. And then they were like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm your neighbor. And they're like, you, you're my neighbor. What do you mean my neighbor? And I'm like, I'm your neighbor. I live right over there. And they're like, you're not part of the fraternity? You're part of the fraternity. I'm part of AARP. Does that count? Now go get me a beer. Now go get me a beer. Go fill up this draft beer. Find your sleeves and come back to me when you do. But it started to get a little. It started to get a little tense in there. Mm -hmm. So I just did the Irish goodbye. (laughs) Picturing the whole thing. We had so much fun. It was a good time. It really was a good time. Speaking of good times, I went to London. We talked about this last episode. How I went to London. And I wanted to share that I went to one of the world's best restaurants called Burner's Tavern, which is like a Michelin starred restaurant. Trust me, I did not do this on my own dime. We don't, (laughs) I I don't make any money, but somebody else was nice enough to take me, to take me out. Brad, um, who works for the network that we just resigned with and then, and then my agent. And they took us out like celebratory, you know, hey, congratulate. Cause that's the only money we're getting. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, sorry, I can't offer you any real money, but what I can do is I can buy you dinner at Burner's Tavern. I can expense this dinner. Yeah, I can expense this dinner. That's right. (laughs) So we go to this place. It is absolutely wonderful. Like Mm. top notch, five star. You remember I told you that um, the family and I, we went to Dollywood, uh, Opryland, that hotel. Mm -hmm. So we went to Opryland. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in in an upcoming episode. But I went to Opryland and we brought the kids for the night. We're kind of doing a test run to see Uh how it was to take three children into a hotel room because we're going on vacation for a long time and we just wanted to see, you know, and we want to get the kids out of the house for the for the weekend. Right. So you're does a test it was a test run. Test run. Went did not go well, <laughs> but you know, we've got forty more times, forty more nights to try coming up soon. So we decide to go walk over to this Opry Mills and go to this place, the uh, Rainforest Cafe. Oh yeah. Because, you know, it's a place where the kids can watch the little animatronics and it's not good food. And we already know that. We're not expecting miracles, but whatever. It's interesting for the children. And they loved it. Loved it. But the service was absolute horseshit. I mean, it was horseshit. Girl comes up to the table. She says, hey, welcome to Rainforest Cafe. Anybody ever been here before? And Astrid and I are like, nope, actually we haven't. Okay. Are y'all ready to order? And I was like, why did you ask me the question? Right, Rather, you're going to give me like reveal, a speech. Reveal yeah. the history of the Rainforest Cafe. That's right. How things work. How things work. Why does that monkey's arm <laughs> falling off? And, you know, why does that hippopotamus have one eye broken? You know, yeah. like, could you tell us a little bit about the restaurant? She did none of that. She asked for our order and then she came only back when I basically screamed, Hey, can you please get us our ketchup? <laughs> this was the opposite experience of Burner's Tavern. True. <laughs> 
white glove five star service, right? Nice, All over fancy. you. You know, you don't touch a thing. They want you to, they want everything to just be taken care of you. So it was a wonderful place to go. And I do have to say that the food was really excellent because when you think of England, there's a lot of things that you think about, but good food is not one of them. Yes. At least that's not my perception. I mean, I think of just fish and chips. And, and bangers it. and mash. Bangers and, and mash. Bangers yeah. and mash. Oh, yeah. I always thought that would be a good name for either a band <laughs> or a detective show. Yes. Dun 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 dun. Bangers and mash. Instead of Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. Bangers and mash. <laughs> Hey, bangers, you better get down to the office. We got a real wild one on our hands. <laughs> Slippery Sissy has gone missing down on 4th Avenue, and they've called us up. They called us in. <laughs> All right, bangers, I'm on my way. <laughs> you better get here quick, Mash. So, and the fish and chips was good, but, you know, they just, like, they eat, it's meat and potatoes, which is close to my heart because I am come from the Irish lineage, and that's just in my genetic makeup to have... Um, basically, yeah. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of like. There's a ton of Italian restaurants around, Mexican, yeah, different cuisines. But you don't see a lot of English restaurants. (laughs) No, you don't see any. Yeah, there's no like you know London Cafe, right? (laughs) And if you do see something that says London Cafe, it's likely you're not interested in walking in there. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's likely you won't see it the next week either. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the, that same street. The most English thing that I think I've ever been, like, actually gone to is the Rose and Crown or the Fox and the Hound. Uh-huh. Both of which I didn't go for the food. I went for the alcohol and the waitresses. Like, I mean, honestly, right. it was just <laughs> that they just didn't have w- good food. Meat pies and everything is like potatoes, potatoes, potatoes. So, but that's that's what I like. Yeah, I, I love some meat and potatoes, too. But I found the food to be just a little bland. bland. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I ordered the full English. I got a full English. I should have ordered, like, you know... <laughs> I should have not ordered the full English. I got the full English, and it's just like bacon that's not the kind of bacon that we eat. Uh, sausage, I thought was going to be like spicy and good, ended up being very bland and big. It was big. <laughs> it looked like a big dick on my a plate. Big sausage. It was a huge sausage. It was like, I'm serious. Like, the, like, I don't know, three inches in girth, but then you eat it, and it's just got, it didn't have a lot of flavor to it. So I thought, ah, eh, that, that kind of sucks. What if you, and I love, my mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. and I love my carbohydrates, and mm-hmm. I love my meat. What if that's all that I ate? What if I just like survived on mash? That's mm-hmm. what I did. <laughs> and strangely enough, so I go online and I start googling around British food, right? British food, UK food, London food. I'm trying to find a, a video that would help walk me through exactly what is considered English food and, and what is good. And instead, what I get, what landed for me was a lady who only eats potatoes. Oh. That's it. That's all she eats is potatoes and cheese, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for years on end. Lucky lady. I wish I could do this (laughs) and not have my doctor yell at me or my wife. I don't think it seems very healthy. There's nothing healthy about this, Chrissy, Mm -hmm. but we're not here to judge this lady's (laughs) health. We're here to judge her lifestyle. So let's just make that clear. (laughs) Okay. 
Hey everybody, it's your favorite part of the show where I pine for more of your attention. First way you can help fill this hole in my soul, go to Apple and leave us a positive review. It takes two seconds out of your day and it really does help grow the show. But there's no quid pro quo here. You don't have to give us anything to get something for free. Go to tcbpodcast.com, hit the contact us button and send us your physical address. We'll send you a 21 EPM sticker directly to your locale. You can also go to youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited episodes the same day they air here on the audio feed. 855-TCB-8383 is where you go to drop us a text message. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas. We take them all at 1-855-TCB-8383. Add the commercial break on Instagram if you're into that kind of thing. And TCB podcast on TikTok. It's what I hear the kids are doing. It's all the rage. One last thing. If you could, if you will, if you would. Visit our sponsors' websites. Buy their products if you're in the market for them. And always use our specialized URLs or codes when and if you can. They pay our bills. And who knows? You may be the reason we have electricity in the studio tomorrow. And I thank you ahead of time for that kind gesture. Let's listen to those sponsors for a few minutes. And then we'll be back to this episode of The Commercial Break. TCB. So I was trolling on the internet. As you do. As I do like to do. And I found a lady who has a strange food addiction. And that food addiction sounds delicious, quite frankly. It's all potatoes. Cheesy potatoes. Cheesy potatoes. And I mean, listen, we've seen some strange food addictions on this show. We saw the lady who would like to drink gasoline. We saw the lady who only ate rocks. Mm -hmm. We saw the lady who was eating mattresses. We saw a lot of, we've seen a lot of strange things. (laughs) There was a lady who was eating mattresses. That's not a joke. Wasn't there like a Febreze one too? Yes, a lady who liked to huff Febreze. (laughs) I can't stand the smell of Febreze. I don't know how someone huffs that up. I don't know. It's on the tree though. I I took it out of my bathrooms because, you know, anytime somebody goes and takes a dump, it just smells like Febreze in my house for five days. I hate it. So I'd rather just deal with your shit steak for a couple of hours than deal with Febreze for five days. It's my opinion. Sorry, Febreze. <laughs> Febreze sponsors this episode of the commercial break. Febreze comes in 10 different flavors that you can never get rid of. <laughs> it doesn't get rid of the odors. It just makes it Masks a lot them. worse. Yeah, yeah tries sure. to mask. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's take a listen to this lady. 34-year-old Kelly eats nothing but cheesy potatoes morning, noon, and night. I love cheese and potatoes. It's ooey, gooey, and just yum, yum, yummy. Each and every day, Kelly eats a minimum of eight potatoes and four cups of cheese, amounting to a whopping 8,000 calories and a hundred... Jeez! 8,000 calories! A day. And I'm just breaking my balls (laughs) trying to get under 2,500. And this lady's eating 8,000 calories a day. Now, she's got the body of someone who Mm -hmm. eats cheesy mashed potatoes 24 hours a day. But let's put that aside for a second. How can you ingest 8,000 calories a day and your stomach still works? I don't know. Yeah, um, it seems like there'd be digestive um, issues. Yeah, imagine this lady in the morning. Mm. You would not want to be married to this. I'm no. telling you right now. It'd be, you'd need. In that case, I would allow the Febreze. I'd say <laughs> Febreze is allowed. <laughs> For sure. When a guy's like, you know, meet Kelly. She only eats rhinoceros cock. <laughs> I wish that's what he said. 176 grams of fat a day. When I eat cheesy potatoes, I mean, it instantly puts a smile on my face. Of course. Right. Who doesn't get a smile on their face with cheesy potatoes? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) There's only one person I've ever known in my entire life that didn't want cheesy potatoes, and all she ate was salsa. So, you know. Oh, right. Yeah. 
Over the course of a year, Kelly consumes about 3,000 pounds of potatoes. Wow, and she's 23 times frying them up. She's too. frying them up. Mm-hmm. She fries them up. She mashes them up. She makes them into chips. She puts up cheese on all kind of potatoes. <laughs> and she was eating them like a nacho. I know. <laughs> what is wrong with this country, honestly? I mean, what is wrong with us as a society? That there are children that are starving around the world. We've got so many problems. Kids dying in schools, you know, global warming, the whole nine yards. Everything is everything is everything is the worst thing in the world. And this lady is able to eat cheesy potatoes like they were nachos at Chili's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No problem. No problem. I guess at least she's not adding like bacon and then dipping them in sour cream because, you know, they have those. Yeah, that's what I would do. The loaded potatoes. Oh, my God. The loaded potato skins. <laughs> They're so good. Oh, there was a time in my life on a loaded potato skin. <laughs> I love that. This is, was a time in my life when Fridays or Chili's right. was about as nice as it got. And that time just ended about a year ago. Right. Just letting you know. <laughs> I know. Just letting you know. I, I finally got enough money to go somewhere besides Fridays or Chili's. I worked at Outback when I was younger. And so they had the fries. Oh, the Bloomin' Onion. Well, the Bloomin' Onion. And then they had the fries with oh, the bacon yeah. and the cheese and oh, all of man. that I'll i mean I, I was able to eat it <laughs> now nope. nope nope doesn't work like that anymore <laughs> i know i'm so mad myself like <laughs> i go to that fucking rainforest cafe and there's only one there's a burger that i you know you pretty safe bet with a burger yeah. most of the time even if it's bad you can take a couple bites and eat the french fries but then i go for the chicken fried chicken is, oh is, <laughs> at the rainforest cafe <laughs> We love all animals, except for that cow and those chickens, that pig, these fish. (laughs) So I order that chicken fried chicken, and it comes out, and I mean, they couldn't even make the mashed potatoes taste good. But here's the point. I eat like five bites of that chicken fried chicken, and my stomach is already revolting. I already feel so full. I'm like, okay, that's enough. I don't want any more. But there was a time when... Five orders of loaded baked potato skins was a meal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That time was usually after 20 Bud Lights. (laughs) I was going to say, I think we had some drunken meals in our day. I think the reason why I don't suffer hangovers as easily as I used to is because I can't eat like I used to. So, (laughs) you know, when I used to get really drunk before, I would just make sure I had an incredibly large meal before I passed out. Mm -hmm. And usually that would just absorb the alcohol. I'd be fine in the morning. Now I can't do that anymore because I know I'm going to have gut issues. So you know what I do? I just don't drink. Right. (laughs) More than the average American and close to 1,500 cups of cheese. It's definitely more than a food. It's like crack to me. I gotta have it. As a child, Kelly ate other foods, but cheesy potatoes soon became her favorite. My mom took me to a fast food restaurant and they had cheese french fries there. And ever since I had those, I just fell in love with them. Kelly's I'm eating picturing habits. her as a kid. Yeah. Now. I'll only have cheesy potatoes. I want cheesy potatoes. <laughs> no. Because some kids do get stuck on like a food when they're kids. That's right. Come on, honey. <laughs> Let's have a double whopper. No, I want cheesy potatoes. That had to be so frustrating for the parents. Oh, my God. I would have been fucking. Oh I, I know this struggle because sometimes uh, yeah. these kids get something in their head. And, and, you just and they can't, want it all the they time. They want it all the time. It's like, can I have more cheesy poofs? No, you can't have more cheesy poofs. God, get it out of your head. You did. They don't even eat dinner. They're, they just want cheesy poofs and ice cream. Changed around age four when she visited with relatives. There she was forced to eat food that didn't agree with her. My mom told them that I don't like ham and eggs. They made me eat them, and I threw it up all over the table. Since that time, my diet has consisted of cheese and potatoes. 
every meal, breakfast, lunch, exclusively. Dinner. Okay, Kelly, let's let's settle down here a little bit. <laughs> Everybody has a shitty grandparent that was forcing food down their throat they didn't like. Okay, I didn't like fruit cake during Christmas, but I had to eat it. Ham and eggs doesn't ham sound and eggs too doesn't bad. sound too bad. And why? Did you throw it up all over the table? Probably just because she's yeah, so unfit. Yeah, she, she worked just, herself up. She's a fucking brat. <laughs> Kelly's nothing but a brat. <laughs> I've determined. <laughs> Young Kelly was a brat, and that's how she ended up like this. For probably 30 years. Can I get three orders of French fries, and can I have cheese put on those fries? I won't eat at work. I'll go through it. Ah! <laughs> I said I want 12 orders of baked potato skins. <laughs> With cheese. <laughs> yes. Okay, First window. I, I know. I had that pilot on the Virgin Atlantic flight. Swear to God. He was giving us the most useless information. Yeah. We're uh, passing through some stratus clouds right now. Let's just dissipate as we get them return. Dude, I don't need the weather report in the sky. <laughs> Nor do I need to know what the weather is eight hours before I land. <laughs> uh, it should be sunny outside. We'll get there. It's, it's 60 degrees. It's 22 Celsius. <laughs> Shut up and fly the plate. Drive through at lunchtime. I don't really eat in front of other people. I don't really want people to know I don't blame how much you. I'm consuming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't blame you. I wouldn't want people to know I'm consuming 8,000 calories of cheesy potatoes no, a day either. No. Me and Kelly, we've been married seven years. You're cooking me. I'm out of here. Oh, wow. When Patrick's cooking and I'm married. usually... In- wow. <laughs> You'd think the husband would... Have a few words, yes. pull her aside, yeah. and be like, you're going to die. We're going to have to change Yeah, we're going to have to change here. something. Well, he's so cooking least, vegetables yeah, right now. Yeah, I was going to say he could at least like rotate in some good stuff. Yeah, you know, well, you know what they say. <laughs> Once a cheesy potato <laughs> mouth, always a cheesy potato mouth. <laughs> Shut your cheesy potato mouth. <laughs> Do you think she's Russian Bama? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, just checking. Living room watching TV because I don't even like being in the kitchen. Kelly can't stand to smell or even touch most foods, especially vegetables. Well, I want. Well, first of all, this guy's cooking raw chicken with vegetables. That's a really bad yeah, idea. That's not how you do stir fry, mm-hmm, is it? Mm-hmm. Aren't you supposed to cook the chicken first and yeah. then throw in the vegetables? Okay. You should try this because. Green. Oh, sorry. You're cooking meat. I'm out of here. Well, when Patrick's. Yeah, she said, when you're cooking meat, I'm out of here. And then the, he'll, the narrator will go on to explain that she can't even stand the smell. Right. But this guy looks to be cooking a relatively healthy yeah, meal. Yeah, like he's trying. He's going to give everybody salmonella, right. but he's trying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, listen, I lost 20 pounds when I got salmonella. May not be a bad idea. Being in the kitchen. Kelly can't stand to smell or even touch most foods, especially vegetables. Well, I want you to try this because it's a green vegetable. Every time I've tried to cook her a little something extra, she just refuses. Just try a little taste. God, she's shaking. 
She's shaking and crying. Yeah. Why do I think this is a, I think a little dramatic? Deep, well, I think this might go deeper than just. Oh, I'm sure of that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure there's some kind of emotional problem. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you get you get stuck on something, do. and then your brain just won't let you go another place. Mm-hmm. Part of me thinks that's probably needs you need some therapy, but the other part of me thinks you just need to grow up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I can't, I can't. She ate a half a, a floret yeah, of she, broccoli. That's right. <laughs> I can't, I can't. It doesn't have carbohydrates, processed cheese. Ugh. Where's my sour cream? I wonder if he put the cheese on the broccoli. Quick, get, get me my thermos of sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> I drink 20, I eat cheesy potatoes and I drink 22 ounces of sour cream every day. Come here, baby. It's traumatic for me. How's your dinner, babe? Good. Because of her aversion to other foods, Kelly even eats in a different room than Patrick. My husband absolutely romantic. Yeah, that's super. You can never share a meal together? Nothing like getting the family together for a meal in different rooms. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I grew up. For a husband and wife to never even be able to eat a meal together? This is one of those relationships mm. that no one quite understands. Do you understands. want to go to dinner tonight, honey? Yes. 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 You sit at that table. <laughs> Do you want to go to dinner tonight, honey? Yes. Table. I'm going to Burner's Tavern. Where are you going? <laughs> TGI Fridays is a two for one on <laughs> double bubble cheesy tarts. <laughs> when I don't sit down and eat dinner with him. Over the last decade, Kelly's freaky eating has caused her to gain over 150 pounds. Jeez. I'm surprised that's Take it. This. Yeah, I'm surprised that's it, too. Isn't like a pound, like 5,000 calories? 2,000 or something. No, I think it's 5,000. 5, okay. Five or 6,000. It's it's in the yeah. 5,000 range. But so she's eating an extra 5,000 calories a day. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to understand. She might gain a pound a day. Yeah. A day. Where's doctor now when you need him? Here he is toll on her marriage. Sorry. She is like slim none. I am headed for the grave if I don't change my ways. I'm afraid that I'm going to come home and find out that she's had a heart attack. If she doesn't get some kind of help, she's not going to last much longer. No. Five years, I may not be around. I don't want to die young. I don't want to live like this anymore. Okay, Kelly, I've got some advice for you. While I understand that you may there may be some anxiety issues around this or some OCD issues around this, here's the thing. Stop being such a big baby. Eat a fucking vegetable. What's the big deal? Have some meat. Have something else. Have some kind of other potato with something on it. Why don't you have some potatoes with vegetables in it? Or make yourself a mashed potato stir fry. Is that a thing? Mm. Can we make it a thing? No. Okay. (laughs) Before Kelly's health deteriorates any further, Patrick has asked nutritionist J.J. Virgin. Oh, these two. And psychotherapist Dr. Mike Dow to intervene for a week of intense therapy. I love Tell how it. they ambush her. Yeah, I love how they ambush her. Garage. I also love how the two of these adult human beings combined weigh less than 50 pounds. They are the skinniest people I have ever seen. They are literally walking hangers. They are. They have their clothes are hanging off them. Hi. 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 Don't be alarmed. We were sent by your husband. Don't be alarmed. We're just walking up on you eating cheesy yeah. potatoes in your car. We caught you. Yeah, we've got you. Your husband sent us to thoroughly embarrass you. Patrick, I'm Dr. Mike Dell. I'm a licensed psychotherapist specializing in addictive behaviors and disordered eating. 
I'm JJ Virgin. Hi. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and a certified health and fitness specialist. Can we chat with you a bit? Sure. Come on yeah. out. Sure. When JJ and Dr. Dow walked up, I didn't I know. I have what. four separate online degrees. <laughs> I think it kind of startled me. Why do you eat in secret in an alley? I don't want people <laughs> to know what I eat. <laughs> That's how your conversation needs to start with yes. someone, that there is a yeah. definite problem. <laughs> if the opening line is, why are you eating in secret in an alley? <laughs> My husband won't let me eat cheesy potatoes. Shame of it. How has this impacted your health? I mean, right now, I'm okay. But heart disease runs in the family and diabetes... Kelly's health is a ticking time bomb. This is a critical time for Kelly. It's really make or break. I am so worried about it. I know your husband's worried about it. And I also see that you know that the French fries and the cheese is actually increasing. Is it bad that I'm hungry increased. now, though, Yeah, I know. I might really want cheesy potatoes, too. I wish we had some right here in the studio. Anybody has any cheesy potatoes, send them along. All right, I can guarantee you I know what happens next. They save this lady from the cheesy potatoes. Yes. They make her eat a vegetable. We ran out of time. I talked too much. That's what I did. I talked too much. I'm sorry. I ran out of time. Maybe we'll revisit it. Maybe we won't. Don't don't get your hat hung on that one. But you get the point. She's unhealthy because she's eating cheesy potatoes. It's it's completely unlike, completely different than cream and cereal. That's a different addiction altogether. Oh, yeah. I just want you totally to know. different. I'm waiting for somebody to pop up and like when I'm in the. I'm in the kitchen at night, and some guy just like dives through the window. <laughs> I'm Dr. JJ Virgin, and your wife wants to know why you're eating creamy cereal. <laughs> it's really good. Want to try? No, I don't eat food. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so skinny. All right. Well, uh, if you're gonna rush Bama, let us know. TCBpodcast.com. Hit the contact us button. Comments, questions, concerns, content ideas. We're taking them all, tcbpodcast.com. But most importantly, get your 21 EPM sticker, and I cannot tell you how important it is to get 21 EPMs every month. Guys, keep your prostate healthy. Yes. Get it cleared out. Get it cleaned out. Ladies, get get your boobs examined. Get mm-hmm. that BRCA gene, uh, the BRCA gene, right? Mm-hmm. The BRCA gene test if you need to. It's that time. Don't fuck with your health. 21 EPM stickers are available by going to the website. Hit the contact us button. Send us a message. We'll send it out the door. Make sure you give us your physical address. One eight five five TCB eight three eight three. One eight five five TCB eight three eight three. That is the non-spam text message line where you can communicate with us directly. Someone here on the team always responds. It's never spam. We don't sell your information. So give us a shout. Eight five five TCB eight three eight three at the commercial break on Instagram hashtag TCB podcast on TikTok and most importantly YouTube.com slash the commercial break that's where you'll find fully edited episodes of the show the same day they air on the audio feed comment subscribe like on your favorite video please leave us a review on Apple it really does help the show grateful for every one of you Chrissy I guess that's all I can do for now. I think so. So I will say that I love you. I love you. And I will tell you that best to you. And best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I always say, we do say, and we must say, Chianti Classico. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.